Today, we're going to talk about how you're worried at best and downright insecure at worst because you don't feel as passionate about your startup idea or maybe about anything as you think you're supposed to. We're going to talk about what passion actually is and whether it needs to be a prerequisite for a startup you pursue or a career. As I talk this through, I'm realizing that we're really getting to the bottom of today is what the heck you should do with your life. If that seems like a big, hairy, mysterious topic, that's because it is. But if we can't talk about the big, hairy, mysterious stuff on Idea to Startup, what are we even here for? The topic of passion comes up constantly with the founders we work with, mostly because these founders are questioning their own level of passion and because of that, questioning their viability as entrepreneurs. They tell me that they heard the Warby Parker founders used to sleep on mattresses made up entirely of prescription glasses, or that the Away founder literally lived in a suitcase throughout her 20s, or whatever BS story is currently making the rounds. Then they second guess what they're doing because they don't feel that same pull. They don't spend every waking minute of their lives excited about the problem they're solving, but every piece of media they consume tells them that's the only type of person that succeeds. So they're torn because they want to succeed. They want to be that passionate about something, but right now they just aren't. They aren't about to sleep in a suitcase. So what now? We hear this problem enough that we actually made a name for it. We call it the Sasquatch problem because it's big and hairy and mysterious. Full disclosure, this used to be named after the hairy, mysterious OG, Tom Selleck but we changed it when we realized we might be onto something and might one day want to make t-shirts and we aren't interested in paying any more royalties to Tom Selleck. So today we're going to talk about the Sasquatch problem, which at its core is two questions we get asked over and over and over. One, do you have to be crazy passionate about what you're doing to do it well? And two, should you only start something if you're so passionate about it that there's no question in your mind you want to do it for the rest of your life? And just for the hell of it, we'll tackle a bonus third question too. People don't ask this one, but I thought it'd be fun to explore and I bet some of you are thinking it. So question three, how do you find something you're that passionate about and when will you know? All right, let's dig in after some jazzy music, of course. I'm Brian Scordato and this is the Idea to Startup podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. If you got a startup idea and a full-time job, head over to gettacklebox.com and apply for our accelerator program where we'll teach you how to start that idea properly and guide you while you do. There's also a self-serve version if you have no interest in talking to me on a weekly basis. We got a bunch more subscribers this week, so to all of you, welcome. The point of this podcast is to help people with startup ideas evaluate them and build them. If you've already got a startup, we'll help you solidify the foundation. We talk about tactical stuff, things you can actually do today to run tests to get feedback from customers. We talk about process stuff, things you can implement to help you run these tests and learn and grow your startup in the margins before you quit your job. And sometimes, apparently, we talk about Sasquatch. Back to it. To understand passion, we have to first understand defaults and ruts, which means I need to tell you a story about business school as much as I don't want to. I went to business school back in 2009 in hopes that it'd be a springboard into venture capital. I was fresh off being smacked in the face with a pillowcase full of doorknobs by a startup I'd tried to build while working in finance. I'd learned a ton from that first humbling startup experience, but the most poignant thing I'd learned was that I was on the wrong side of the table. The side handing out money seemed way more fun than the side asking for it. So 
I decided to get into venture capital. A few conversations led me to believe that the best way for me to do that was to go to business school, so that's what I did. This is a horrible reason to go to business school, but that's for another pod. All we need to know for this one was that I was there to get into venture capital. I definitely wanted to learn and network and go to a bunch of basketball games. I went to UNC, but it'd only be successful if I came out the other end wearing a Patagonia vest with a logo on it. But then something funny happened once I got there. I got caught in a rut. Not the type of rut where you're sad or depressed, a rut like a well-worn path, like tracks you might follow if you're cross-country skiing because it's easier to follow the tracks than make your own. I've never cross-country skied, but I feel like that analogy holds. Business schools are set up to send you to careers in finance, consulting, marketing, or operations. They are not set up to send you into venture capital. So, and I really can't even tell you how this happened, but I suddenly looked up and I was four interviews deep for a sales and trading internship my first year. Ruts create inertia. You start moving down a path fast and turning around feels impossible. I remember calling my dad to tell him I was four interviews deep and I thought I had a great chance of landing the internship. There was silence on the other end of the phone for a second, then a somewhat confused, what? What the hell are you talking about? Well, dad, sales and trading recruits on campus. And if I get this job, I'd have eight months to, he cut me off. You're halfway up a ladder that's gonna take you somewhere you don't wanna be. I know you'll have to start at the bottom of the VC ladder, but at least it's going to the right place. The world you live in has a bunch of preset defaults. These defaults are incredibly powerful. And if you're not lucky to have someone like my dad looking out for you, you'll wind up three quarters of the way up a ladder you don't think you can go back down and one you never intended to climb in the first place. What's this got to do with the Sasquatch problem? Everything. Two years ago, one of my favorite founders to ever go through Tacklebox and I met in a conference room in a WeWork. It was a freezing New York City day. I remember we kept our coats on in the conference room. Oh, if you're listening to this in 22 or later, WeWork was a real estate company. Anyway, the reason we were meeting was because the founder was having a crisis. He'd gone through Tacklebox with his startup idea and it had worked. His company was growing. He'd quit his job and started fundraising. He had a term sheet for a million dollars in his back pocket. It all become suddenly very real. He then told me he was going to turn down the term sheet and go back to his life as a consultant. I was as confused as my dad had been. Why? The progress had been fast and decisive. He'd signed up clients and showed deep empathy. He knew what they wanted and he knew how to sell them. He was really good at this. But he said he didn't feel the type of passion he thought he was supposed to. He enjoyed all of it, sure, but he didn't think about it every second of the day. He had other startup ideas constantly in all sorts of industries. He also had other interests. He played in a band. It wasn't singular, and he didn't want to lose the investor's money because it wasn't. He didn't think he had the passion to do this thing right. Let's get to the dirty little secret of the Sasquatch problem. The passion thing is a myth. At least for 99.9% of entrepreneurs in 2021 it is. No one is born passionate about on-demand car maintenance or plant care or reducing turnover for SMBs. And I guarantee they weren't that passionate about that stuff when they started. And it certainly wasn't a singular passion. The most important characteristic for a founder in 2021 is diversity, a unique perspective brought about by a collection of unique experiences. Most knowledge is available now. Anyone who wants it can get it. 
and building most products is now a commodity. That means the value comes from your ability to piece together things you've learned from disparate disciplines. To borrow something from last week, you need to be the lifeguard who looks out at the ocean and sees something different from what everyone else sees. Which means you can't be overly passionate about one thing, or you'd never gain the perspective you need to really build something transformational around it. If you do one thing your whole life, you'll have one perspective and you'll be a shitty entrepreneur. So what is passion? It's an active thing, not a passive one. It's something you find. It doesn't find you. And it's something that takes time. It'll ebb and flow as you float through life, just like everything else. You'll have it for a while for one part of a business, then that'll wane and it'll pick up somewhere else. At its core, passion is just you realizing you can do something hard better than other people can. Something you're naturally good at, naturally curious about, and something that continues to be interesting to you and evolve the more you do it which means you won't be passionate about any ladder when you're on the bottom rung. You can't be. You can be intrigued, sure, but passion comes from feedback, from you doing stuff over and over and seeing results. Passion is a lagging indicator. So while I joked around earlier in the podcast about the founder of Away sleeping in suitcases when they were a kid, while they almost certainly weren't crazy passionate about suitcases on day one of their startup, As things started to work out, I'm sure they got passionate as hell about the nuances of the suitcase market because they were doing something hard better than other people could. And maybe they forget that and say they've been endlessly fascinated by luggage from day one. Maybe it just makes a better story. But don't expect that. Expecting passion to jump out and bite you will always just leave you handcuffed and paralyzed waiting for something to happen. Back to our founder who I chatted with in my winter coat. He emailed me a few weeks back. He's still running that company and it's growing like crazy. And he's passionate as hell about it. He schedules weekly calls with experts in the industry just to learn more from them. He's built a team he cares for deeply. The more he's learned, the deeper he's gone, the more interesting it's all become. He's learned all the grooves and crevices and nooks and most of the crannies of the business and he's borderline obsessed with it. And he almost didn't do it. And that, Finally, brings us to the questions from the beginning of the pod. One, do you need to be crazy passionate about something to do it well? No, because the order of operations is wrong. It goes like this. Try something, then get feedback to see if you're good at it, and if you like it, then spend some more time doing it. Then try it on, take it for a spin around the park, see how it feels, see if you continue to separate yourself. And only then will passion come. Or it won't. And if it doesn't, then you'll probably hate the thing and you'll stop doing it. Question number two. Should you only start something if you're crazy passionate about it? Again, the question isn't right. In the early stages, the stages where you're deciding to formally start something or not, you're not going to know. You can't. It's like saying whether you'd marry someone based off their bumble pick. So here's what I'd do. And it spills into our bonus question, which, if you forgot, was how do you find something you're passionate about? This one's for all the lost souls out there, aka probably about 95% of the people listening. We're told we need passion. We're told to follow our passion. We're told not to settle for something we're not passionate about. But we're not told what passion is or how to find it in the first place. So let's end with that. Back to the business school example. Step one for you has to be to identify all of your default settings. 
Identify the ladders you're on and the inertia carrying you one way or the other. Reflect, are those ladders you want to get to the top of? And remember, you can just get off if the answer is no. Second, play the game my fiance and I play all the time, which we call fake lives. We always joke that in parallel dimensions, we live imaginary different lives. In one of mine, I'm a musician. In another, I write movies for Pixar. These are a joke, but they're also not a joke at all. That could have been me. I'm confident in it. And I'm happy what I do for now, so that's fine. But when I'm no longer happy with it or when I'm no longer passionate about it, you better believe I'm going to be on Pixar's doorstep. Those other lives, or even just ideas or things or potential startups you're interested in, picture them all as ladders lined up against a giant wall. These are all real options. So if you think you might be passionate about a food startup, remember the order. Try, feedback, time, then passion. How can you climb the ladder to the point where you start getting some feedback? How can you figure out if you'll have some natural ability and a differentiated perspective that'll help you succeed in the food space? Bust your ass to get to the feedback moment as fast as you can. You can find out how to do that in basically every other episode of this podcast. Get to it. And do it for a bunch of ladders. Remember, passion lags performance, and you're probably not going to find it on your first try. There are far worse things to do in 2021 than committing to try out 10, 15 different ladders of yours. Figure out how to start getting feedback and move on to the next. I forget who said this quote, but I absolutely love it. All bad things happen fast. All good things happen slow. Sure, this was a little bit of a different pod than normal, but I couldn't believe the number of people who have reached out or mentioned the passion thing, especially over the past month. It is truly on people's minds. Maybe it's the new year, maybe everyone just watched Soul, but whatever it is, it's holding people and maybe you back. They don't want to act unless they feel passionate about what they're acting on. It's a vicious cycle. And I get it. It feels like a self-worth thing. If everyone has found something they're passionate about and you haven't, What's that mean? But luckily, nobody else really has either. And passion isn't this end-all be-all. It's something that will evolve. And like everything else, it's something that's under your control. So go get it. This was the idea to start a podcast. Give a holler at brian at gettacklebox.com if you've got thoughts or questions. Have a great week.